welcome to part two of our discussion on body image. Yes, in which we continue to talk about all the things hard and soft and good and well about our bodies. Thanks for listening. I have a lot of thoughts about what you just said. I, I feel like I'm going to, I have to process for a second. I know, me too. And I, I think I was being about as honest as I No, could. I want you to be honest. Okay, your, your food sabotage. Okay. Um, well, I don't really know where I'm supposed to start. Um, I think that I want to point out something that I think is important. Body type and metabolism is a real thing. And we just act like it's not. Yeah. Like in this country, people are like, oh, well, you should be a two and you could be a two and you could be a negative two. And all you need to do is just stop eating so much and exercise. That's not a real thing. I'm not saying that eating less and exercising, you know, taking in less calories, taking in fewer calories than you burn doesn't lead to weight loss. It does for a lot of people, but for some people, that's not it. For some people, that's not all that's necessary. And body type, like actual structure of your body genetically is a very real thing. And people have different bodies yes. that do different things with different metabolisms and all of this. And so it is the fact that we like to just line people up and say everyone should be able to achieve <laughs> this one kind of idealized body type that also who even chose that some pervert dude was like this is the one i like and everyone was like oh yeah and let's look like that and then that was and what, it looked like a boy right let's prepubescent girls with like no hips or no boobs or i don't know whatever the 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 type is that's popular kate moss when we were growing up she was a waif and she had she looked like a boy and then, you know, thankfully, at least we have like J-Lo. J-Lo's and then Kardashians Beyonce. because they have booties now. How much of the booty is real? I don't know. But but it's a booty. And I'll take that any day over the the emaciatedness. And of, they're also women of color. And they are women of color. Because most women of color put them in a size two. Forget okay, it. Okay, speaking of women of color, and I'll talk to m- about my self-sabotage thing. One of the comments that we got on Instagram, I won't say your name, but you know who you are. She said, don't laugh. But when I, I realized that a lot of black men, I mean, this is probably pretty culturally true. I, I agree. A lot, of, a lot more black men like thicker women and don't mind like a little extra, you know, what they say. Junk. Cushion for the pushing. So... <laughs> So Snap. I was thinking, I read that comment and this is something I've known about myself for a long time. And also this ties in with talking about body types. My mom is very thin, has always been very thin. My dad has struggled with his weight actually, but a lot of his weight stuff was around food just from unhealth, unhealthy choices. He actually, once he kind of took control of that mentally, his weight has stayed the same and he's been thin. But for when I was growing up, it fluctuated quite a bit. So I have just always been a thinner person. Now, I haven't always been thin. I've After babies, I wasn't always as the thinnest, but I've always been a generally more thin person. However, in the black community, girls do not like to be called skinny. Like, don't ever call a black girl skinny. Yeah. It's very insulting. Or an athletic girl. Right. It's very insulting. Yeah. And 
when I first met Jonathan, one of the very first times we hung out, we went to In-N-Out Burger and I ordered like a double animal style with cheese and fries and a milkshake. That that was like my regular order. And he sat down across from me. We did not really know each other. We were with some other people. And he looked at me and was like, you're going to eat all that? And I was like, yeah. He was looking at me like, how are you going to eat all of that? Not judging that I was going to eat it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to eat all of this. And he's like, how do you eat like that? You're so skinny. And I, I remember he tells it like I just gave him a death stare. And I was like, I'm not skinny. And he was like, uh, you're thin. And I was like, I'm not thin. He's like, you're thinny? And I was like, I don't like you. Boy, I don't know. I mean, I was, I actually didn't like him saying that. I, there's some negative connotation even attached to people mm. saying, you know, back when I was really skinny, you're skinny. I didn't like it. So all that to say, metabolism is a real thing it because is. I used to and be able metabolism to eat whatever I wanted and it didn't matter. And that is a real thing. So in terms of body sabotage or food sabotage, you know, I've had, I had a nice little long run of sabotaging myself by eating things that were terrible for me that would make me feel awful. And I would know they were going to make me feel awful and I would like overeat them. Now, if I had had a different body type and or a different metabolism, you would have been able to visually see me harming myself because it would have shown up on my body. But that didn't happen because I could still eat like that and remain thin. Now, someone else had commented on Instagram and said, you don't know what's going on. It's true. With Somebody people, if that. they have an illness, if they have this behind, the, if they have a medical condition or an eating disorder behind closed doors, you have no idea. People would have never thought that I had an unhealthy relationship with food because I was, yeah. I wasn't underweight. I wasn't overweight. I was, you know, just where I was supposed to be, but I did not have a healthy relationship with food. Yeah. I remember that. And I remember somebody calling you out on it. Like, why are you, why are you using food to harm your body? Mm -hmm. Knowing that it was, and this was before you were diagnosed with endometriosis. Mm -hmm. You can, you can get yourself up to speed on all of our stuff in the ill, but not but ill, ill, and also the but illest, also the illest, but also the also the illest, the illest episode. Um, but yeah, I watched you turn that around, and now I think it's it seems like you're better now. I mean, I still sometimes eat stuff that I shouldn't eat, and I know good and well I shouldn't eat it. Like, oh, you're you not shouldn't gonna- eat it because it's inherently bad, or because it's not going to make you because feel I'm good. not going to feel great if I eat oh, okay. it. Like gluten is still constantly, you know, I have a love hate back and forth with gluten because I really shouldn't eat it, but I want to eat it and I like to eat it because oh, croissants makes taste, taste good, good. Yeah. and it doesn't love me back. And I don't feel I can eat some of it, but if I eat more of it, I feel really terrible. And then I'm mad at myself, like, why'd you do that? You feel like junk. Um, but I, I really was, in a sense, self harming. I don't actually know what the root of it was. I haven't I haven't gotten to this in therapy yet. I don't know why I was eating like that. I just know that it was a way that I wasn't loving myself. Yeah. And I would intentionally even seek out to eat things that would make me feel bad. <gasps> why? I don't know, Renee. I can, we can unravel it right now, but I don't know. <gasps> I haven't have you talked with your therapist. No, I just said I haven't. We haven't gotten you into it yet. You have to write this down and talk I don't to her really about have, it. I like, remember this. Even when I say it now, I can't. Nothing comes to my mind. I'm sure, I mean, I wasn't depressed. I d- yes, I you were. I remember you were depressed. Well, it was before I got, 
It was when I was really sick. Yeah. And you but couldn't I, figure out why. But I hadn't sick. been diagnosed yet. Yep. So probably maybe I had low grade depression that I was unaware of. And then I was just doing that. It was a form of self-harm because I was so inundated with pain and I feel good and all of that. Well, I didn't even have that much pain then. Anyway, it doesn't matter. When I get to it in therapy, you'll be my first call. All right. Thank you. I appreciate that because <laughs> I do remember it and I remember talking about a little bit. I was in the throes of my own depression and my mm-hmm. own high-level bulimia. Yeah. And high-level, high-frequency high bulimia. Mm-hmm. Um, so I remember how I stopped throwing up. It was the Lord. I, I was throwing up and the Lord said, mm-hmm. I I love you too much for this. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want you gone before your time. Mm-hmm. That was it. That's like twice the Lord has said that to Mm -hmm. me. So somehow the Lord wants me on earth. Yes. So, which is good. I appreciate that. (laughs) So. um, Props to God. Props to God. You want me around. Actually doing something with the creation. (laughs) But yeah, I appreciate your sharing that because it is the other side. It is the thought of people going, you know, okay, Nicole looks this way. She's thin. She doesn't have any XYZ problems. Mm-hmm. And look, I want to be real clear because I don't want to come off as a super douche. I'm a size six, all right? <laughs> and so I am not fat right now. There's nothing like this. Because I, I want to be clear with people yeah. that if people see me, I don't want to be like, oh, because yeah. I I know right now I'm at a healthy body weight mm-hmm. that and in and it's okay mm-hmm. and i am curvy and i've got i've got stuff happening and it's okay <laughs> you look good um, yeah i do look good i and i feel pretty good i mean if i drink if i eat too much sugar and drink too much wine not so much yeah but i also have to remember that that's actually an act of self love is to say no to the second mm-hmm. or third glass of wine or no at all like right now i think last week i actually got glutened so right now my body's in this very kind of precarious state mm-hmm. where if I put anything unhealthy into it, it triggers it a migraine. Yeah. So Nicole offered me a cookie. And I said no because I knew it was it would just make me feel crazy. That was me trying to love my neighbor. It's true. And I appreciate it. I actually wanted the cookie, but I, I, I knew it would not do any <laughs> favors. But I think we talked about all of the eating disorders. Um, oh, wait. I want to say one quick thing about... I, I mean, I think what we were going to get to when we were talking about, we were going to talk about how culture slash media slash this, that has influenced us. But I want to add a little caveat on fat shaming in our culture is such a, oh, yes. just, it's such a, I don't know, it's so built into the fabric of America. Judge Apatow's films yeah. from the 2000s. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like repulsive. Like he needs to repent. Mm-hmm. It's really bad. And I think that we just, we kind of, if you grow up in this American culture of fat shaming, it just, it gets like replayed and reinforced again and again and again and again. And I would say in the last like five, three to five years, I've been really challenged on how I view a healthy body and what is a healthy body. And we, even just in saying like people have different metabolisms and people have different body types and all of this, like I, I really do believe you can be a larger person and be healthy. And I wouldn't have even said that mm-hmm. however many years ago. Yeah. And I don't even, I don't really even like using the word fat because I don't think that it's 
an adequate, I mean, I don't know what the proper, I guess, self-love body term is in that regard, but I don't think that that word, because of all the connotation around it, it doesn't embody the idea of a healthy body being bigger than what the American standard is. You know what I'm saying? Oh, 100%. So I just wanted to add that in because also to say like, it's okay to start to change your mind about some of these things and, and, or just like learn more about it and learn more about what a re- actual healthy body is because yes. it's not what we've been told. That's basically the point. It's not what we've been told. Yes. And those of us who are in our 30s, 40s, and older, that crappy ensemble Christmas film with Hugh Grant oh, as my. the prime minister. Oh, I, I What I is that, that movie? movie? So much um, love. Love, actually. Oh, I oh, despise the that movie. amount of fat shaming. Oh, yeah. And, so and the woman who ends up being with. Um, Hugh Grant, she is so delightfully beautiful, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just gorgeous mm-hmm. through and through. And I remember back then thinking, she's so pretty. And then they started fat shaming mm-hmm. her in the movie. And I felt overcome with shame. Yeah. Because remember, I will, I'm an internalizer. So I remember thinking, ugh, thinking, and I, especially back then, I probably looked more like her. Mm-hmm. My body is very similar to her type. Mm-hmm. And thinking, ugh, and just, hating that about myself because some movie told me. I know, me. listen. But that's what I'm saying. It's right? been reinforced again and again and to us that this is what a good body is. This is yeah. what a desirable body is. Then this is what's a, this is not a desirable yes. and body. And it happened in the Colin Firth scene. He marries a Portuguese girl. You know this movie way better than keep, I. I saw it one time. I, I, well, it. I watched it again a few years ago because I re- I hadn't seen it. And I remember uh, people were really kind of criticizing it. I was mm-hmm. like, what? Yeah. And I didn't even realize. I'm glad people were criticizing it. So I rewatched it and I was like, oh, this is Toxic, 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 and this this heavier girl. She of course couldn't get be the one to get married because of her of weight, course. only because of her weight, and because she was also heavy. She was dowdy. She wasn't taking care of uh-huh. herself. She was a, a servant to uh-huh. her parents. Uh-huh. She had no life. That's right. It was this perpetuated narrative mm-hmm. throughout that film. I rebuke that film rebuke and it. all that it says. That's right about who women are. But sometimes for me, it was important for me to go back and rewatch yeah, it. Good. And to say, uh, no, 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 thank That's you. That's right. Oh, because the message too is fatness equals laziness. Yes. And if you're quote unquote overweight, then your life just must be in shambles and you have no self control, no self will, no motivation. It's all tied to that. Mm-hmm. And it's, <sighs> and it's, it's tricky though. It's tricky. I watched a movie the other night. Um, cause it's summertime and you know, and it was the mirror has two faces, Barbara Streisand. I've never seen that. And she is kind of a, she's frumpy because she doesn't take care of herself. Mm-hmm. And she meets this man who wants a platonic relationship because mm-hmm. he's like, he's banged so many women and they've ruined his life. So he wants a woman who is oh, not he needs really a attracted female buddy to. Mm-hmm, that he's not So he, to. he right. they meet each other and it's totally platonic. The, oh, lo and behold, she actually has right. sexual desire. Right. And he's he kind of rebuffs her. Mm-hmm. And so they separate and she loses all of this weight and she fixes her hair and it's starts wearing makeup. It's a and makeover movie. It is a makeover movie. And I was really having a problem with it. Uh-huh. It's Hollywood 
but standard. Then, but then I was like, really? Is this actually how it's... And then the mirror... And then she has this kind of come to Jesus moment, even though she's Jewish. And <laughs> he was basically, Jewish. basically saying <laughs> that... And that's true, but you know. And this... Where she realizes that she had been given the message again. She's an academic. Mm -hmm. She was an English professor. You know, you're smart, but you're not this. Right. And she had this projected image of herself since childhood that she was the ugly one. Her sister was the pretty one. Mm. And there's a turn of events that happens when she realizes all along she wasn't the ugly Mm -hmm, one. mm -hmm. And so this kind of catapults her into this self kind of... But then I really think, though, it helped her with her confidence. It helped her with all of this. And there was this mixed message there. But then the mirror has two faces, meaning the face that you think you see and the face that's actually there. That's good. And I reconciled the message there by saying, you know, sometimes taking care of ourselves is an act of self-compassion. 100%. I fully agree. And that might mean getting getting your hair done or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't think it needs – your nails don't have to be – things don't have to be perfect. I'm yes. able to walk out of the house now without makeup on. Like I couldn't for a long time because, first of all, I loved 2020 wearing a mask because I was like, ow, you're not going to brush my teeth. <laughs> so um, – because I'm, I'm cool like that. But my, my point here is is that I think that there's an interesting both and where self-care – I maybe it's this. As long as self-care is – an act of self-compassion. It's yes. the same theme. That's so good. Right? As it's long the as cultural it's intelligence. not self-care in the guise of, or as long as it's not really um, trying to fit some beauty standard yeah. in the guise of self-care. So it's this. It's if I don't do this and I go out, I won't be accepted. Mm-hmm. Versus, yeah, I would prefer right now to have my teeth brushed and my hair done, yeah. whatever. But if I go out and people see me and they judge yeah. me, that's on them. Right. That is not on me because I still am me. Yeah. I think that there's a difference there. I am to the latter now. I yeah. used to be. I couldn't yeah. go out before then. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. At my lowest, I would probably would have just been a spiral. But I think I think that's important to remember because I really do like exercising. Exercising is really important for my mental well-being. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, like I actually notice a difference at the end of the day. Yeah, if you and also my physical transfer pain. Transfer some of that to me. That I be, can. I do love. That would be great. I don't love to exercise. I love being active yeah i really don't um, like exercising like I as just, you know it it helped like i have a lot of chronic pain like with little injuries no you know um injuries from falling not because from sports <laughs> um because in sports i give myself a two but and it helps a lot and just mental health but yeah i think we've I, yeah i'm glad we talked about media then and what that is and we got on here the next oh cosmetic surgery and let me let me look at this um all photos um oh really quickly and wrapping up 67 percent of you said that you worry about your weight often and 77 percent of you say that yes you do attach self-worth to how you look Mm mm-hmm 72% of you say yes, you feel judged by others on how you look. Mm. I don't feel like I do anymore. Good. And 47% of you admitted to judging others based on how they look. I would Mm. like you to maybe 
work on that because <laughs> look, it's not okay. It's not okay. And usually I would venture to say that those of you who are judging others based on how you look are projecting your own insecurities and instead, and it's actually self-hatred that's being projected onto others. Mm -hmm. That's my unprofessional opinion. Yeah. Yeah. And 21% of you said that you would get cosmetic surgery to meet a beauty expectation. 21%? Only 21%. That's higher than our 21%. You said only 21%. That's I don't a lot. I, that's a lot lower than I was expecting. Really? Oh, yeah. Cosmetic surgery to alter your... It was You didn't say Botox. You said cosmetic surgery. That's true. I did. That's a scalpel. That's anesthesia. I know. Nope. So listen, I'm going to tell the story now and it's a Did I, That was a little story. judgmental. It's okay. Listen, you want to get cosmetic surgery, get cosmetic surgery. Okay, I, I have a story that I'm I actually don't mind it. I just don't want to do it for myself. So in elementary school, growing up in white, I grew up about 10 minutes from where Nicole lives, northern Phoenix. Very, very white. There were three of us who were brown. And the kids were relentless. Mm -hmm. They made fun of me because my nose was big. And I had every day walking home from school, there was an entire busload of kids. I didn't know them who oh. yell out Pinocchio oh, every day. Renee. So every day, now I'm like fourth, fifth grade, maybe sixth. And every day I would try not to cry, but I am a crier. Mm -hmm. And especially back then, I didn't have control of my emotions. Yeah. And I mean, I didn't get control of my emotions until I was like 40, but that's true. And that's okay. There's no shame in that. There's it's also just, no shame in crying. But yeah. yes. So I would cry and I would get home and my parents would see it and they were devastated. Mm -hmm. And their solution mm -hmm. was to allow me to get plastic surgery, uh, rhinoplasty nose job, right the day after sixth grade ended. So you were 12? I was 12. I was 11. I was 11. Wow. And I was one of the youngest ever to happen. This was 1988, mm -hmm. 89, 89. And... It was the, I know it was a well-intentioned decision. Mm -hmm. I know it was one my parents made out of love mm -hmm. and I made out of desperation mm -hmm. thinking that it was going to help, but I was too young. Yes. I had not grown into my face and what happened is that doctor was assuming that I was going to grow differently than I did. Mm -hmm. Turned out I was already pretty developed mm -hmm. and he made my nose much longer than it should have been. Mm -hmm. And so I ended up having like a hook nose that was never my nose. Yeah. So I got a second surgery in high school Gosh. before my senior year. Mm -hmm. And the guy then put, um, put uh, what is it called? Silicone. It was a brand new technology, mm -hmm. early 90s, in the bridge of my nose to bring it up. Yeah. And it was the same silicone that Sally Jesse Raphael got for her breast implants. Oh, Sally Jesse. And what happens is the silicone actually hardens and causes such an intense amount of pain. Holy crap. That your body rejects it. But we didn't know that. Oh my gosh. So then. When I mean, I was, I've known this, but I didn't know all this. So then when I was 22, I had to get that removed. Mm -hmm. And then I had to go back at 23 to, to take care of something else. So I have been under the, I have been under the knife four times mm -hmm. for something that should never have happened. Right. That I did out of desperation because I, whatever. And this is why now even any surgery for anybody, even if it's transgender people, I caution 
all people before you're 18 Mm -hmm. please don't because you don't i mean there are so many things that happen with our i don't want to get into transgenderism because i know that's stepping on something that's not my forte but to me to to do any sort of physical changes on a child that's not medically necessary that's still developing it's it's mayday yeah, for me. Absolutely. Because I would not have needed those final three surgeries yeah. had I not had the first one. They It just spiraled. Yeah. And I have not had a surgery since then. Or I have not had any, I don't need any cosmetic surgery. <laughs> you should see my body. But, you know, and my nose now, I have no idea what my nose would have actually looked yeah. like. Um, and it is what it is. And do I, do I like it? I don't know. Sometimes I mean, I do, do you wish I that don't. you hadn't had it done at all? Like if Kinda, you could have yeah. not had so it I think done? if I also had lost weight, ew. <laughs> That's, ew. I could do the same thing back, but I won't. <laughs> Jonathan's mooning us with his chest. What's that called? Sunning us? He's sunning us. Moon boob. Through the window. Man boobs. On Hello. The window. Um, but I'm not going to sun him back. Mushed because, him on the glass. I mean, I could um, since I'm so body confident, <laughs> but I won't. Um but yeah, in a survey, more than 40% of women and about 20% of men agreed that they would consider cosmetic surgery in the future. The statistics remain relatively constant across gender, age, marital status, and race. That's so interesting. Kanye West's mom died during liposuction. I know. One, of my, yeah. one of my mom's call, like a, a coworker of my mom's when I was in high school, died, was I in high school or early college, died having liposuction. Yeah. And my mom was close with her and it was mm, sorry. the most I, – I remember thinking maybe actually I think it actually had more of an impression on me towards not having plastic surgery. I remember thinking, wait, I didn't think people died during liposuction. Like that's a thing. Joe she just coded on the table and died and it was horrific. She was there. She was gone the next day. And for something that was elective – and I just think I thought, oh, I'm never, I don't ever want to take any kind of chance. I, I mean, having been under anesthesia for things that I did not have as much of a choice about, and how terrible it is, and how terrible surgery is in general, I think that I'm just way too scared to yeah. ever go under anesthesia for plastic surgery of any true. kind. I don't and- think I could do it. And I understand some women, especially after having babies and nursing them, they need, they want breast lifts to feel totally. more. I understand that. I and totally understand I, it too. I root for people. If you want to get cosmetic surgery, I actually have no judgment. That Listen, my stomach got jacked after three kids. Fine. It was whatever. It wasn't great. But between that and two abdominal surgeries, and I have scars all over my stomach. And we, I think we talked about on the, one of the episodes, like my belly button, my poor belly button. She used to be so cute. And then she came out looking all fugly and funky and <laughs> wrong. And for a little while, I was like, I want to fix my belly button. Like, could I have some kind of other surgery to fix that? I mean, Jonathan was like, sure, if you know, if you want to do that, it's going to make you feel better about it. And then I don't really feel like that now. I might change my mind in a few sure. years. But I'm all that to say, I understand the feeling of, looking at your body and feeling like I would I want to change this thing. Yeah. I want or when our bodies go through something traumatic or or just change, there's the grieving over what your body was or what you had. And then it's it's hard when things are different. That's real too. Yeah. Yeah. And and I'm okay. It was hilarious. 
uh, Nicole and I were talking a few weeks ago in, in the kitchen after church, and we were like, oh, let's get Botox together. Yes. And that's totally going to happen. Uh-huh. And then I was like, oh, and I want to get my lips done. And Evan goes, what? Uh, <laughs> no. 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 No way. And, and, you know, and Evan, when Evan gets assertive, it's rare, but it's it's it like, catches your attention. It, it catches your attention because uh-huh. it's like line drawn in the stand. He's like, as your friend, I have to tell you, you don't need to get your lips done. And t- to be honest, I actually wasn't being serious mm-hmm. because I don't need to get my lips done. Why? Because a lip liner. <laughs> but, and my lips are fine. But um, I don't know why. I think I just said it to be, oh, because I watched something and I don't think I had enough lip liner. I was like, oh, it's so thin. I should plump it up. But I was like, no, I don't need to do that. And then no sooner did that conversation take place, which I appreciate, Evan, that I saw on social media a couple of people who got their lips done and they looked like, I'm sorry, I won't be judgmental. (laughs) I did not feel like it honored their aesthetic. You just shifted. You're like, they look like, excuse me. I can't, I don't did not honor. <laughs> yeah, it did not honor their aesthetic. They uh-huh. um, they they should have used lip liner. <laughs> That's they, your takeaway. That is my takeaway. Lip, lip liner would have been better. I'm not opposed to. I'm not opposed to Botox. Of course, don't let my husband listen to this episode, but he will listen to this episode because apparently he listens to every episode. Thank you, Jonathan, for listening. But please fast forward from this part. <laughs> I would like to get Botox. Where? Um, you don't need any Botox. Well, uh, that's what everybody says. But I mean, we're just, you know, we all have the little things. Right here. These are completely. I'm going to get it right here. Yeah. The, that, that I'm pointing the right between my where my thinking line is. That I make at my children and I'm squinting at them. And the, I mean, I don't have any like one major thing I want to do. I just, I like to kind of talk about it. Like someday I'll go get a little, you know. Zhuzh. Zhuzh. And now yeah. I want to get a zhuzh where no one knows I got a zhuzh and then everyone's like, Nicole, you just look so well rested. I know. That I'm vacation like, did you well. I am. I'm so well rested on my Botox pillow. Um, but I don't have any yeah. major things I want to do to my I don't think it's necessary, and especially if you can't smile anymore and your personality is gone. But my (laughs) line is due to all of my thinking. You know, all of this intellect has led me to need smile lines or laugh lines. Laugh lines are beautiful. They are. We smile a lot. We should have those. There's some good makeup out there that will do the tricks. Maybe, maybe not so much on the Botox. All right. So we talked a little bit about the media. Uh, lots and lots of you felt like the media is to blame for all of this. Um, 92% of you said yes, yeah, the media yeah. contributes to the, our attitudes toward and has it have more of a positive or negative? 92% of you said negative. I don't know what the hell the 8% of you are thinking. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're talking about modern media. Oh, maybe they were the Gen Zs who were the 8%. I can go take a look at that. Um, yeah, and I mean, we haven't even talked about this yet, but yes, men do struggle with body image and 79% of you do. I think the men who I know who struggle, they either make jokes out of it or mm-hmm. they're hyper exercisers and they just get really buff mm, to kind of offset that. I, I feel like I know a fair amount of men who are unhappy with their bodies and make more like self-deprecating yeah. jokes and like point out things about themselves that they don't like but in a like 
in a humorous spin kind of way. And that's actually, I mean, that's very, very much cultural. It's very mm-hmm. much American cultural. It's very toxic. But there's also a little bit of sexism woven in there that a man Absolutely. can like joke his way that's out right. of it. Not to say that it's any easier Absolutely. on men, especially men who are yep. perhaps obese. Because, you know, the fat jokes with Chris Farley right. and um, it's, it's, it's Jonah quote Hill. Quote, unquote, in American culture, it's funnier to be a fat man. Yeah. You can be a funny fat man. But you're just a sad fat lady, right? But That's I love part of our culture. Like I think Lizzo and what's her name? She's blonde. She was in. She, her name was Renee in a movie. She's a comedian. I don't know people's names. I don't uh, know any names. I'm the I worst don't at it. Her name, but anyway, she. Mm-hmm. I'm. I'm so. It's she. She thought she was so beautiful, but her body actually hadn't changed and she was super confident and people had no idea. Mm-hmm. Like people couldn't understand why she was being so confident. And oh. I actually, that movie was very complex to me. The movie that's the worst is that Gwyneth Paltrow movie. Oh, um, Fat Hal? No, it's Narrow, not. Narrow Jane? Shallow what? Hal. Shallow Hal. That movie sucked. It sucks. Hated it. I hated all of the messages the whole, in that movie. It was just the worst. What we, so yeah. these are movies that if you are going to engage them, engage them to rebuke them. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Um, the media is all to blame, blah, blah, blah. We know the media is to blame. And I mean, our, our but we as we were even saying, though, as we've been talking, yes, media reinforces all those messages. But for both of us, messaging that came through in our childhood and in our homes – Seems that it was very important. Then yeah. those messages are reinforced one way or the other by media, by media. movies, you know, comments from people, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, I we, wouldn't say, I mean, I'm sure that it also makes it like girls flipping through magazines or gosh, our generation had it the worst. I mean, we were we screwed. Really so everything screwed. was supermodels, everything was this totally heightened awareness of bodies but i mean i guess even now we were t- we were mentioning kardashians even though i think it's a healthier image healthier in the sense of like i say healthier I mean, they've had lots of plastic That's, surgery. they have had lots of plastic surgery what i'm trying to say is it's, i want to say more realistic but it's not more realistic because no those booties their are bodies not realistic. aren't realistic they're completely actually they're actually one of the last pictures I saw of Kim Kardashian, she actually looks like a caricature of a person. Mm. Like I I saw some picture and I was like, I actually let out a little like, <gasps> yeah. I mean, it was, it's almost, it's not right. It doesn't look natural. It doesn't look normal. Yeah. But it does, I think, give some women, unfortunately, these are the body images that we're looking at and idolizing. Some it does give some women the permission to feel like, oh, I can be thick. Like yeah. also thick in black culture is a is a positive thing and is embraced. Not white women don't do not refer to themselves as thick generally. They don't want to use that term. They're not that is un- uncomfortable. They don't yeah. want to be identified as that. And so I think in in that way, there is actually a little bit more freedom and health in that area, at least in the black community, to be able to say like, you know, you don't have to be some twig. Yeah. Um, because a lot be, of people To can't. be attractive. That's right. Like, That's I'll the thing. I'll never be a size two. Exactly. It's like embracing who, embracing what your body already is and being, you know, 
confident in that. Like that's sexy. That's actually yes. sexier than yes. I think so. You know, the putting your body down. Yep. It is 100% sexier. I think men are are attracted to that kind of confidence. I know Greg is. I never, I haven't even chimed in on how Greg, I think Greg gets exhausted if I ask him too many questions about this or whatever. I also, right now I'm in a process with him of really working out my own neuroses Mm -hmm. and really talking to him because his solution immediately is, okay, let's just exercise. Let's do this. And I'm like, okay. You need to slow your roll because mm-hmm. you already know I exercise, mm-hmm. but you're recommending that I do X, Y, or Z is yeah. actually harmful yeah, to it me doesn't, it's not because helpful. of how my brain is wired. Right. So yeah. we're working that out. Yeah, I'm learning and, and he's learning, but he has actually, you know, listen. It's all a process. That's what I'm saying. And I mean, he, he likes what he likes, whatever. Even when yeah. I was at my heaviest and even when I was at my lightest, um, he – it's good. It's good. Yeah. And and that I and I I'm thankful for that and I'm thankful for the men in his family who have rejected right the message that other that, that other message family had to perpetuated. Say, you know, right. we're actually going to to love our women for all that they are. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and I appreciate that. Even his brother, god, I love his brother, Greg's brother, Brian. He said it was this was when I was at my heaviest and I I made some sort of off comment. Oh, it was when we were talking about the toxicity we all felt because of this other, this unhealthy person. And Brian said to me, he said, you know, Renee, I've seen you really, really thin and I've seen you not so thin. He said, but you're always beautiful. And I was like, damn, Brian. Yeah. You know, and I... I love that. I love men who can appreciate women for all that we are. And you know what? My body bore three children. That's exactly right. My body miscarried a child and mm-hmm. bounced back. My body has had four cosmetic surgeries. Mm-hmm. My body has been molested by two men. Mm-hmm. My body has been made fun of. It has been subjected to ridicule and it's been subjected to wonder. Mm-hmm. It has been through all of those things. And now is time. I'm moving into my mid forties this year. Yeah, I got a lot better things to think about than my body. I just feel like we should just end right there because should we? We haven't even talked about the church. That was some beautiful, beautifulness and whatever the church. The church is toxic, and it just the purity culture just upheld what we were already told by the media. We already know that. We don't even need to get into that. That's all true. Everybody knows that. So if we are ending there. We do, of course, want peace in the Middle East, but I, I want peace for myself. I want peace for Nicole. I want peace for our daughters and our sons. Mm-hmm. I want peace for our dads and our moms mm-hmm. and peace for all of you to be fully content exactly as you are because mm-hmm. you are really beautiful and your body's banging. The word that kept coming to my mind when we were, while we were talking about all this is just wholeness, wholeness and acceptance and thinking we're already whole. I just want to be able to just accept, accept my body, accept other people's bodies and just let that be this kind of reciprocal love. That's Mm -hmm. a way to love my neighbor. That's what I want to do. Because the, and this is going back to what you said about Jesus. Our accepting our bodies allows us to accept other people's bodies. Yes. Our accepting other people's bodies allows, allows us, us to accept our ours. own yep. as we are yep. without needing any sort of accoutrement. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Nicole. Thank you, Renee, as always, for your vulnerability and your awesomeness. And thank you for your wonder and strength. Yes, yes. 
So here's what we would love for you to do. Rate, review, subscribe, and tell us how much you love us because we are just so lovable. (laughs) So lovable. But it actually does make a difference and it does help people find this podcast. If you like this podcast and you care about not only but also, you know, if you drop a little line there on Apple Podcasts and give us a little review, it actually means something. It does. And on Facebook, on Instagram, on any of these kinds of things. Listen, if we in any way have helped you see the both and better, let other people know so they too can see more clearly. We are Noba Podcast everywhere. Thank you.